the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Making free from debt. First time investing. Retirement planning and so much more. We are the Biz 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Republican Senator Rick Scott of Florida believes his party is well on its way to recapturing the Senate in November partly because of the quality of its candidates in critical races. Ron Johnson's got a tough race, but he's doing a great job. Mehmet Oz has a tough race. He's he's working hard. Um, Ted Budd in North Carolina is working hard. Uh, Herschel Walker. Senator Scott is chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee. Apple has an urgent message for all who own one of their iPhones. They want you to get an upgrade that Apple released Wednesday to close a security hole that could allow hackers to seize control of iPhones and several other popular Apple products. Security experts are warning that everyone with an iPhone should install the update as quickly as possible to protect the personal information people typically store on a device that has become like another appendage for many. Keith Peters reporting. And this is SRN News. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, this is Randy with Arby's Computer Service. You have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for a network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job, and it can actually be fun doing so working for us. Call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so we can move forward and you can become part of our team. We can be reached at 763-441-3884, or you can email me, randy at rbsmm.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Giving your computer problems a boot, Arby's Computer Service. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. I was about to do the, the the oldest joke in the book. I just flew in here, and man, are my arms tired. Uh, <laughs> all of me is tired right now. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, 
It's opening. It's opening week uh, here at at, uh, St. Cloud State University, and where I'm sitting right now in my offices alongside the Mississippi River, up here in St. Cloud, Minnesota. We are always glad to be with you here. I I love this space. Um, I used to have when I was a department chair of the economics department. My office was about fifty feet uh, down the hall from here, and I had a similar beautiful view, but. only half the window that I have here in the dean's office, uh, I get double the window. I guess it's one of the perks of having the job. Uh, and looking out on the park, it's a beautiful place. So get, so I, I probably have now done, I'm pretty sure I've now done this for 12, 13 years where I've had this conversation with you, where it's the start of a new school year. Uh, here at St. Cloud State, you know, and and I'm here in my offices, uh, here in my office, uh, we and we are having a conversation, and it, it, I always have people people have trouble understanding why we get really psyched up and and ready for this week because we see students, we see very few students on our campuses during the summer. It was always true. It was always kind of light traffic, but. As more and more courses move to online and then with the pandemic coming, um, many days I might not see 10 students uh, as I walk across campus and I try to get a a few thousand steps in every day just uh, walking around the campus or from building to building. Sometimes I just do a a lap around the edge or something like that. Um, So it was fun to see uh, a you know, move-in day was Thursday here for our new first-year students, uh, both both uh, new entering first-year students and transfer students. Uh, got to see them all in a in a, conv- a convocation meeting that we hold, where where I'm sitting in a in a college gym in regalia. Thank goodness the weather's been cool this week. Uh, that threatened to be beastly, and it just wasn't too too bad in there. But then talking to uh, brand new students who asked questions like uh what do you teach to what are those robes you're wearing um why why do you wear those uh and explain explaining the history of academic regalia i mean one of them asked me what do, what do you call that i said you mean the robe he says yeah well the whole thing and i said yeah it's called regalia uh and 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 you know and talking to um someone who it was clearly a non-traditional student who uh, was starting back after a career in the military? Thank, thank uh, them because it was he and his his. It was a man and woman. Uh, spoke to them both, and uh, they had both served. Uh, thank them for their service. But um, he's decided he wants to come back uh, to school after after time in the military. So fantastic, um, and so met lots of nice folks yesterday. Met the students who are going to study majors in our school. I would say about a third of them plan to go into law enforcement, which is awesome. It's the biggest program for uh, new students we have here at uh, SCSU, and it's fun to talk to. It's fun to talk to new students who are excited about potential careers. And just met some great eighteen-year-olds and nineteen-year-olds, and a few in their twenties, and like I said, a couple that was pretty clearly in their thirties. Uh, and I would say, I, I would say it renews your faith in what it is you do as a college president. I, I, how long a college, a college dean or a college president, or a college professor, um, it, I, I could see my president was pretty, it, it get, got pretty psyched up about, about the whole thing. Um, she loves seeing students back on campus. Uh, and it's my 39th year. Uh, as uh, participating in convocation events at uh, that since I participated my first convocation event at St. Cloud State, this is my 39th one, uh, and uh, you know, you know I, I will say the fact that you get a little busy and you get some butterflies and you're nervous and you're burning off a lot of energy, it's good. It tells you you're still doing the thing you should be doing. So that that was great. So what do I what should we do in here today? Well, we're going to do a few things. It's going to be a little bit non-traditional because of the busyness of the week. I noticed that I probably put up one third of my normal number of tweets uh, on our hash, using our hashtag pound KBRS. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do: if you're listening today and you and you want you've got some question, it does not have to be about economics and finance. 
you can ask about you can ask about the universities uh, about universities generally. You can ask love to answer questions about St. Cloud State. Uh, anything you want to ask about, I'm happy to do that with you. You can use our Twitter feed using the hashtag #PoundKBRS or or tag me at Banyan Show. Uh, in Banyan, every other letter is an A, so that don't misspell it. Uh, every other every other letter is an A. I was in my 40s before I actually knew to tell people to spell my name that way, and a lot fewer people get it wrong now. Uh, than used to because we don't pronounce it the way we don't pronounce it with all the letters that are in there and we don't and the truth of the matter is we don't pronounce it the way uh, our our my grandparents would have pronounced it um they certainly did not say banyan um and i won't even try to help you figure out how to say it the right <laughs> say it the way the way they would have said it uh it's pretty complicated uh so anyway I'd love to hear from you. Give me some ideas. I got some questions that are that are, are sort of like comments that were made from uh, Jack and 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 Robert. I, I imagine Don will will chip in. Frank might come on with a question. Uh, you too. Uh, oh, call us. Uh, Daniel's there at the mothership, uh, ready to take your calls at six five one two eight nine four four seven seven as well. While you're thinking about or typing in your questions, let's do some let's do some uh, tales of the week, um, and also to say, I have no audio clips for you. Why? Most everybody's gone. <laughs> no, it's everyone's on. This is my what this this past week and this week coming up are like two of the busiest weeks I have in the year. The other busy weeks are at the end of the spring semester. That Those last two, three weeks of the spring semester are just ridiculously busy. And then I get this, the, the sweet time of, I get I get some sweet time, you know, uh, in other parts of the calendar when many, some, many of you are probably quite busy, um, are times when I'm in fact not busy. So, um, so we have no audio. Look, Jackson Hole, the beating that the Kansas City Fed puts on, which is usually an important event in the Fed's life, is um, of the in the last fifteen to twenty years, is this coming weekend. And Jay Powell will give a speech. There'll be a couple other speeches from other folks. We had some we had some back and forth this week uh, between between a, a few of the Fed presidents and governors. Uh, Governor Bowman was out with a few comments. And then two presidents, President uh, Jim Bullard uh, at the St. Louis Fed and President Esther George at the Kansas City Fed, uh, gave very contradictory comments uh, yesterday. And so the headline in my Wall Street Journal this morning, on the right, on the right above the fold, stocks fall as investors rethink inflation. August gains end on Fed officials' comments. Meme stocks lose ground. Okay, well, well, whose comments were it? Well, it was, of course, it was Governor Bullard who says he wants to get to a 4% Fed funds rate. Look, they're going to be hashing things out in the coming week. I could have played for you his comments and, and President George's comments. I could have put, I, 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 there's some comments from Mary Daly. and I mean, I had all those. I looked at them like, these are likely all to be contradicted within a week, so we're not going to waste any time, any more time on that. And it's sort of a basic principle I like to get to across to, to people who listen to the show, who are like tuned into the latest economic information. It's like take a long run view and don't ever react to a single number, okay? Uh, that that it, it causes you concern because I, I it it. You, you need to sort of think about the fact that the Fed is not going to make a move, unless it does something really, really, really extraordinary, and there's no reason for them to do so right now. Really, really extraordinary would be making a move on the Fed funds rate outside of the regular meetings. That would be a much bigger deal than moving 50 or 75. Much bigger deal. So what I would say is you probably don't need to spend too much time thinking about what got said this week 
Let's we'll keep our eyes on Jack on the Jackson Hole speeches. They will not be recorded. We'll probably we'll probably not have a whole lot of the speeches themselves. We might have a little bit of commentary about those speeches. Maybe uh, if you watch watch uh, Bloomberg Television and watch uh, Wall Street Week next Friday night, my guess is you'll hear some things coming out of Jackson Hole at that point, and so forth. I'm, my question right now is: Is Larry Summers going to be invited to go to Jackson Hole? Will he show up anyway? And will anybody sit at his dinner table? Um, that that that's kind of that's kind of my question right now. I'm pretty sure that the others. It's interesting because Summers has spoken at Jackson Hole. Olivier Blanchard, who's been also critical of the Fed recently and said inflation is pretty out of control. Um, uh, Blanchard has spoken at, at Jackson Hole. Um, these folks are not like gadflies. These are people who are part of the part of the universe of people that advise at the Fed. Anyway, they are, I think, it's very interesting to think about what they're doing. So that sort of sets up this week and next week. So coming up next, I'll take you through. There was some important data this week. I want to talk about some of that important data. Uh, uh, industrial sales was out this week. Retail sa- industrial production was out this week. Retail sales was out this week. Both of those with significant information within them, uh, both pushing back against the narrative that we're already in a recession. Uh, again, based on the July data right now, you'd have to say it doesn't seem to support that idea right at the moment. But we'll talk about those things right after this on The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare as a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 1-800-PSALM-16. That's 1-800-PSALM-16. 1-800-PSALM-16. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. 
let us build you a long-lasting, high-efficiency water softener. If you contact us now, you'll get $400 off our new wet technology water softener. Do it right the first time. Contactcommerce.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz fourteen forty. Good to be with you here uh, on uh, back back to uh, back to. Oh, lovely! Yeah, I, I recognize it. Don't worry, Daniel. Thanks for the thanks for the call back to Kemba. Um, uh, uh, it, it was um, it, it was a um, busy week. Uh, not just here at the university, but it was, a busy, it, it was a busy week in terms of economic data. So we got through the inflation week last week. This week, the two big reports, retail sales and industrial production. And I try to tell people, you know, who talk to me about about recession. And I got asked, I was giving a talk up in Brainerd yesterday, and someone asked about recession. And I didn't run them through all the numbers, but I, I said, let's remember, right, GDP is not how is not how we try to figure out whether or not we're entering recession, because we use that, you're only looking at quarters, and you're like looking six months in the rearview mirror. For me, I want to use monthly indicators if I can. Uh, indeed, leading economic indicators has actually dropped for the last six months in a row. And uh, Adaman uh, Ozilderim, uh, who is the um, who is the uh, uh, chief economist for the conference board, which produces the the index of leading economic indicators was quoted to say, basically, you know, we've had softness for six months. That would seem to indicate to me that uh, that you know, third quarter is likely to be pretty pretty flat, and they believe that a recession is likely to start in 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 the fourth quarter. Also interesting, I thought this was worth noting. Bank of America put out a state put out a. A brief uh, memo yesterday talking about uh, their GDP tracking. We took our GDP tracking for quarter two. Remember, that's the one that's already been reported at a minus 0.9%. We took it up to uh, minus 0.3 from minus 0.9, owing to an upward revision to May retail sales. I confess, until I read that yesterday, I'd missed it. I I mean, I saw that. I saw that yesterday um, while I was having lunch, and I'm like, May got revised up? I don't remember that. It's worth remembering, right? Data do get revised. Revisions can can be fairly strong. So this would indicate to me, if true, okay, if it's borne out by the uh, national income and product counts data, that the second quarter GDP numbers likely be revised to a smaller loss in quarter two than we otherwise had okay and at some point that number becomes virtually zero my it, they're saying minus 0.3 um uh who knows what it would be who knows what it would be they are actually forecasting currently for the current quarter for quarter three which we're already more than halfway through they're indicating uh quarter three tracking at at one half of one percent part uh a positive one half of one percent part of that's because of the retail sales report for july like i said it had a revision an upward revision in may uh no revision to the june number the july number came in at the headline at zero but think about the fact that you also had inflation at zero so so what happened what what it appears the data are saying is there was this big drop in gasoline sales because of the drop in prices and that rather than having retail sales go down because retail sales is not measured adjusted for inflation what happened was people took that money and said okay i can use that to buy other things now i saw a story um just uh, in the last in the last 24 hours uh uh from uh, a san antonio newspaper Indicating a spiking in uh, in car repossessions, uh, I haven't dug deep into that story yet, uh, which would indicate that some consumers are feeling pretty pinched. But we've thought that all along. Remember, we received 
each individual, regardless of their income level, received uh, a set of checks from the government to support them through the pandemic. Some people probably use those to buy goods, lots of goods. So two things are likely to happen. One of them is people at the lower end of the income distribution who don't have a lot of ability to backstop that money may have made purchases thinking, well, you know, things look pretty good. I need a car, so I'm going to go buy a car. And then they can't keep up the payments and the car gets repossessed. That's not unusual, for one thing. And then on the other hand, and on the other hand, the other part of this is, and this showed up in some other data this week that I that I wanted to look at as well. I got to find that here. Um, that uh, if you look at the port traffic in L.A., you're just beginning to see, uh, which you remember, remember how many times last year we were trying to explain in deep detail the number of ships waiting outside uh, the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach and. How much time we were spending on trucks and intermodal transportation and so forth. A lot of that talk's died down, hasn't it? Uh, as you look at the data right now, uh, on a rolling 12-month basis, inbound traffic up half a percent. Uh, outbound traffic up one-tenth of a percent, basically uh, flat. This is the peak period. This is when most things get imported. I'm watching this, still watching this number fairly carefully looking for signs that the that the rolling covid shutdowns the zero covid policy rolling around in various parts of china might have an impact on imports coming into the us so far doesn't appear to be happening and very interestingly as well uh what seems to also be happening is is in terms of uh, looking at industrial production uh, those those numbers seem to be seem to be rising up six tenths of percent month over month for July. This is another of those four uh, I, call, I call the four coincident indicators. I know they've played with those definitions and tried to refine them at the conference board, but I'm a little old fashioned. I still use my base four: employment, industrial production, retail sales, and personal income. We now have three of the four for July. Employment. Up 528%. That was fine. Retail sales on a real level, that's a zero. Industrial production for July, up twice the expectation at six tenths percent. So you get two plus, one no change, the personal income number to be reported. The July results look pretty good. Right? And some of that may be coming out of, of uh, according to Peter Bookvar's uh, summary of uh, the economic news of the week, I'm quoting him now, a better-than-expected manufacturing component was the main reason for the upside surprise, and we can contribute that mostly to a 6.6% jump in the production of autos and parts as supply tries to catch up, as semi-supply improves. The semiconductors are beginning to show up. Look, we knew that there was a gap in producing semiconductors because in 2020 people stopped ordering them. So they started to move in other directions. Come early 21, you get this massive increase in goods in goods sales. And it doesn't come as a surprise then that, that they're like, okay, we need more sem- semiconductors. And the folks are like, well, you didn't order them, so we can't give them to you because we promised them to somebody else. And now we roll back to now and now the semiconductor now they've got their orders in and now the semiconductors the chips are showing up and those chips are beginning to appear in cars and that that car that temporary jacking up of used car prices and new car prices to some extent i was talking to somebody last night he owned, he bought a subaru forester you can't buy one made in the united states they're still made in japan and because of the chip shortage right now, and he's, he was telling me, because he bought one, but he ended up buying a, a 2020 model rather than a 2022 model. And he said, he said, yeah, if I wanted to buy a 2022, which is what I initially had thought I was going to do, I was going to have to wait six months for take to take delivery. That's the nature of that, that, that shortage. Um, so 
So the other manufacturing indexes, which is you know, which tells us a lot about what's happening in in that sector, they're collected by the various Federal Reserves. The Philadelphia Fed one was positive. The New York Fed one was negative, um, and and in both cases, what's interesting is it to put a little bit of a damper on what I'm trying to convey as being largely good news for July. New orders index remains negative. We're beginning some of the production we're going to see in Q3 is catch up production, catching up to uh, new orders that had come in in the in the winter and the spring that we're now making making delivery on. We, new orders do not show up in G, you know orders don't show up in GDP. They only show up when you've actually delivered the product, right? So that's going to be that's that's likely to be. A significant, a significant uh, uh, bump, I think, to quarter three GDP, but not something that I expect will last into quarter four and the first quarter of, of 23. Therefore, as I've been saying to people uh, since the LEI numbers come out, and I heard uh, um, uh, 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 Ozildrum's comments um, uh, uh, from the conference board, I said, I agree with that. I think that's right. I think a fourth quarter... A fourth quarter 22 or first quarter 23 start to a recession doesn't sound wrong to me based on nationwide based on the current data I, I we're actually out right now with a survey of our local businesses looking for looking for information to help us figure out what's going on here locally and you can of course imagine we'll be giving you that that information as we gather it up and write it up uh, for the next quarterly business report coming out in uh, in the second week of July, second week of September, excuse me. Um, so anyway, that's where we are right at the moment. Uh, again, it's sort of a ask me anything. So looking for your questions and comments, you can use you can use uh, 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 pound KBRS uh, for your tag on Twitter. You can use at uh, Banyan Show uh, if you just want to tag me and, uh, and link to me so that I can find out what you're interested in talking about. There's a couple questions in there from from earlier in the week that I did want to address. And I, I'm going to talk about them after this, but you are listening right now to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-909-4747. 800-909-4747. 800-909-4747. 
summertime. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, the Biz 1440. Um, happy uh, opening university uh, weekend. Um, students are back on campus. Like I said, I just it brings a spring to your step. It's like when you open the when you open the doors to a new restaurant or a new or a new retail store and you see customers for the first time. It's like it's great. And I don't you know, and the relationship uh, that. Um, we have with students is different than the relationship you have with the customers. They're, they're customers in some ways and in other ways they're not. Um, and, um, you know, I, my best comparison when people say, well, they're, but so they're not customers. Yeah, but you do need to appeal to what it is they want. Right. I, I said, think about, uh, think about the uh, personal trainer you might have at the gym. Right. That personal trainer is someone that has to make sure that you keep coming back. Will some of them appeals to you so that you'll keep you'll keep paying them for you know for for one on one lessons time with them? Okay, but they're going to make you do things that you don't really want to do, but that you trust them to know that <laughs> that you you trust them insofar as even though you don't want to do it, you said you want the result of what it will lead to, and so and you trust them enough to to do that so you have to you know we as faculty and and staff have to build that kind of a relationship uh that's not it's not entirely unlike how how a personal trainer works works with people at the gym i think there are some similarities it's not the, it's not a perfect example but it's not a bad example either um six five one two eight nine four four seven seven this is sort of a an ask me anything Kind of piece. I'm going to talk more about university life maybe in the second hour. But I saw a couple things come in during the week that I did not address uh, online. But I thought maybe uh, uh, online. But I thought maybe I'd address here on the show. Um, and and so one of one of them. I'll start with. I'll let me start with this one. Um, Jack, long time long time listener and Twitter follower and. I think he's called the show a couple of times. Um, he writes me uh, yesterday, King, can you read Paul, Paul Krugman? I tried to open my mind, but like rotten spinach, I just couldn't finish it. Um, I, don't think, I don't think Paul Krugman is rotten spinach. And I thought maybe I'd broaden my answer for Jack to to the idea of what actually am I looking for when I'm trying to read another economist and sort of say to myself, what's a, what makes up a good economist? Um, and, uh, because there are lots of economists. In fact, the majority of the economists that are out there, I probably disagree with more than agree with. Um, I will. So let me start by saying this. Economists can be when they're in a, in a seminar room, discussing somebody's research they can be really brutal with each other and i discovered that we were unusual in that way by now as as a dean going to hear speeches and talks given among say geographers or political scientists or or criminologists or or or, or urban planners and so forth and the level, the sharpness of the comments, I mean, in terms of pointed and 
willing to be a little confrontational is just far more among economists than others. It's gotten less now, and I think that's in part because I think that's in part because because I think there's been a move toward more consensus. Unfortunately, I think that consensus is gone further to the left of where I am. Uh, that, but but there is more consensus among some of those folks. Um, but they can be contentious. So when I'm reading Paul Krugman and I see him say things that seem like fairly, that, that sometimes can come off to some people as rude. Larry, people find Larry Summers to be very rude. Uh, Brad DeLong. Um, his, his old blog, and I don't know that he blogs anymore, but his old blog 10 to 15 years ago, oh, wow, he'd write things like, oh, gosh, that's really mean. It seems really mean. But I always, grade, always graded them on a curve. It's like, yeah, that's just how economists talk to each other. And you just hope that the person they're commenting on is just another economist. You kind of do develop rhino skin in this area. You don't, you don't tend to be very, if, if you're at, particularly further up you go, you tend to have a bit of rhino skin. So that's part of it. But, but another part to Krugman and why I actually, Jack, would disagree that he's like rotten spinach. I, 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 I actually don't agree with that. I actually don't agree with that much at all. Is that he's coming from a particular point of view that, that once I understand what it is he's trying to promote or push, I'm pretty sure then I know that he will apply his economics toward a particular end. Economics is a tool. It's not a philosophy. All right. The way the economic let me let me restate that. Modern economics, basically from the late 19th century onward, is much more about building a toolkit to study social problems than it has been about a philosophy. Uh, a moral philosophy that was the root of, say, Ricardo or Adam Smith or, or John Stuart Mill. There was a shift, and I've always believed that shift was a desire toward more science. Um, and I think sometimes that's okay, but that's not always okay. Um, if if you've heard any podcast or read anything recently about uh, Russ Roberts' brand new book, the Econ Talk podcaster, uh, called Wild Problems. He's getting at the root of what I'm getting at here, which is, which is that, that which we see now as modern economics focuses a lot on science and actually engages sometimes in scientism and f- the, worship of the, the worship of science <coughs> for its own sake rather than whether or not it's actually applicable to the problems that we're trying to solve. Krugman and many other economists rely far too much, in my mind, on science. But when you're asking me who's a good economist, I'm in part grading them on their ability to apply the science well. So I look for people that have very simple models. Uh, There was this interview that... um, that Larry Summers did with uh, Barry Weiss on the on from uh, the Common Sense uh, blog. Uh, she's the former New York Times reporter. She and and and, and it's a, by the way, very very good blog. It's worth it's far it's it's worth your it's it's actually worth buying buying the uh, the subscription to the to her Substack. It, it's it's a very good blog. Anyway, she had she had Summers on. Summers was basically trying to tell. One thing that I like about a good economist is that they work in terms of metaphors. And people make fun of me because I'm always trying to come up with a good metaphor to describe the, how I'm thinking about a problem. The metaphor he had was a very simple, very old metaphor in macro, which is if you think of the economy as a bathtub, right? The bathtub size represents supply and the amount of water you throw into it represents demand. And if you throw too much water into the bathtub, it overflows, and that overflow is inflation. And he was using that language uh, on this podcast in the very beginning of the podcast, and it's really, I think, a good, a good model. Krugman applies models well. Summers applies models well. Blanchard, all these folks, 
all of whom on most major issues I disagree with, um, are good modelers. Now, does that make you a good economist? In the way the profession thinks about itself, yes, it does. But does that mean... But in the way the profession thinks of itself right now, I'm agreeing with Roberts, I don't think it's answering some of the most important questions. And I don't think it's really well suited to answer some of the most important questions about life. And if you're interested more about that, I don't don't know that I'm going to spend much time. I I would love to be able to get a chance to have Russ Roberts interviewed on this show. It It would be amazing to get him on here. We'd have to record it because he's in Israel and now, now and, and we're here in the U.S., but uh, it, would be, uh, it, would, it would be a terrific, terrific to get at that point. What are the, where can economics be useful? In the places where economics is useful, Paul Krugman's a fine economist. I just think sometimes we have, you know, sometimes economists are guilty of having just a hammer and thinking the entire world's a nail. And I think Krugman and many, many economists are susceptible to that. I don't think that makes them a bad economist. It just makes them unsuited to answer certain questions. I think that's different than rotten spinach. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Is 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I want to thank you for supporting our local family owned business. In fact, we've grown because of you. So we've hired more certified technicians so we can serve more Minnesotans. I want to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed now. You've put it off long enough. We'll even come to your home or work anywhere in the metro to save you time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A rating with the BBB, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. You get that distinction with over 20 years of experience. Tell your insurance agent that you want to work with Advantage Autoglass, or better yet, give us a call and we'll handle all the paperwork with no out-of-pocket costs to you. Every windshield we install is backed by a lifetime warranty. Just call Advantage Autoglass today and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can always schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. The devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Brighten someone's day with the free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Oh. Is this from Asia? I'm trying to remember which, which album this is. Yes, it is. Okay, okay. Good call. Um, yeah, uh, 79, 78. I'll have to do a little research on that one. I don't have all the right. year in front of me. All right, all right. All right, because this is this is what I, I mean. Uh, earlier, uh, 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 Daniel played uh, uh, back to sc- uh, back to school song from the Four Tops. I'm like, and he tells me it's the Four Tops. I'm like, that's not a Four Tops song I remember. It was actually from Greece from the soundtrack for Greece Two. Miss that entirely. <laughs> Tell you that uh, wasn't too keen on Greece One, uh, but um, I know I'm I'm so bad. But uh, anyway, I. Just was kind, you know, but, uh, you know, we're doing back to school. When I was in college, I'm pretty sure Steely Dan ranked as one of those top three things that was on my turntable. Steely Dan and Little Feet were probably the two most played albums on my turntable. 1977, by the way. 77. Okay. I was a little little off. I I think within a year, I'm all right. Closer than I would have been. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I knew it was college, uh, because I, I remember I was playing this for, um, uh, I was playing this, I think, I think that's right. I think this would have been that time I was trying to, uh, date somebody and, um, she was not good with Steely Dan at all. Uh, the Little Feet album, she was fine with that, but she was not good with Steely Dan. She said, don't play that. I'm like, why? It's not good. Mm, okay. Uh, that didn't last long. Uh, as a result, uh, let me let me briefly tell give you sort of like one of those questions about you know what's it th- what's it like to think like an economist, um, and as, as we get get into this and thinking about who's a good economist, a bad economist. So there was this piece and it attracted a couple comments that I posted in the middle of the week. It's from Bill McBride, uh, who blogs at Calculated Risk. Uh, he's a good source of keeping track of all the current data and has a Substack that. Uh, is focused on real estate. If you're in the real estate business, you should be reading Bill McBride. You, sh- you really should be doing that. Um, but he's asking about what's going on with summer teen employment. And summer teen employment, the employment population ratio in July of this year was 38.4% and down from 38.9%. And then he's got a graph that goes all the way back. I'm going to pull up the graph on my screen. that goes all the way back to the 1940s. Back and so I had some people comment. Back when I was a was a teenager, back in back around the time Ager came out, I would have been I would have been nineteen twenty when that when that album came out. Um, the summer teen employment rate, employment uh, three of every five teenagers.
Oh, there we go. Got it back. This dead air brought to you by the letter Q for questioning. <laughs> what happened there? All right. So, that was just some something random. Uh, also, being first week of a... Uh, <laughs> For be, being the first week of the school of the school year coming up, we might have some issues on our end. So I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, uh, that ratio actually fell during the uh, during the uh, uh, Great Financial Crisis to about thirty percent at the peak, the July summer jobs number. And as I said, now it's back up closer to forty, you know, thirty eight percent, thirty nine percent. But that's still. That's still quite the number. So why does that happen? So the thing I wanted to point out was that um, was that uh, there's some mention here: um, fewer employment app opportunities, uh, 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 or because teenagers are pursuing other activities during the summer, and some people talking about it being being due to due to education. Yet we see fewer students actually in universities now over the last 10 to 12 years at universities around the country. So we're not, we know they're not stopping for additional, so I don't think they're stopping for additional education. So what other activities are teenagers trying to pursue? What's available to them that wasn't there before? So this is how the economist thinks is, okay, so they've revealed their preference that rather than receive income, they would rather go find some other activity to do. Now, it might be, I don't know, an unpaid internship somewhere. It might be. It might be that they're spending more time playing games, um, you know, play, playing uh, uh, esports of one kind or another. It could be that. It could be that. But if you want to talk about declining participation in the workforce, one of the things I point out to people, everyone sort of says, it's well, it's boomers retiring, it's boomers retiring. It's like, yeah, but you also have to deal with the fact that teenagers aren't working as much as they used to as well. And that's a very, inter- that's a very interesting question. There was a lot of discussion on that at Twitter. Follow us at Pound KBRS. Just, just search for that, and you'll find the conversation about this show. Ah, oh, there you go. Ah, oh, I love that. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, we are we're, we're just with little feet here. We'll be back after this on the King Banging Show on the Biz fourteen forty. The institutions use the markets to create income and get better returns for their investors. They are consistent year after year using tools that most people know nothing about. Learn the skills to invest and trade with the institutions at a free investing class in our local Twin City Center or virtually at 952-814-4410. Discover the tools the institutions use daily at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, 
please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.